Welcome to Inner Beauty Code. I'm your host, Rachel Fialco, a psychology master student, makeup artist, and yoga teacher. Join me weekly on a journey of self-discovery, exploring psychology, wellness, spirituality, beauty, and beyond. Let's dive in. Hi, Chelsea. Welcome to the Inner Beauty Code. Hi, thank you for having me. You are so welcome. Um, So, The whole purpose behind the Inner Beauty Code is to inspire women to take a journey within themselves, to find validation, confidence, and to live outside the box and really understand the freedom that comes with self-acceptance and getting to a place where you really appreciate who you are and are able to start living and yeah, living from those places of self-acceptance. So I think that you are such a great example of that. And you and I met, I don't even know how long ago, like seven. When did you first move to Miami? I moved to Miami on and off since uh, 2017. So it must have been around that time. So yeah, about six years ago. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was like right before you moved to Miami that I met you anyways. But seeing where you were when I first met you, to watching your journey over the last six years. It's been really amazing, really inspiring. I think you're such an awesome person and you're doing really great things. So I wanted to talk a little bit. (laughs) You're welcome. I wanted to talk a little bit today about the process of your journey and just your experiences and what brought you to where you are now, because you are a model, you own a supplement brand that you just launched. You also have a So the Collective Ritual is also a program that you offer for women that you and your bestie Haley started. Yeah, we started that in 2021. It's an online membership community for women to, I mean, ultimately what you said for Inner Beauty Code as well, just like tap into their their best self, feel like their best self through diving into whether it be journal workshops, shadow work, inner child, um, their authenticity. And we also do that through meditation and breath work or workshops and community get togethers. So that's a really amazing project that we started about two and a half years ago that kind of just blossom into a bunch of other things. I think it really opened my eyes up to like what I actually wanted to do with my life. And I think that's like the beauty of always trying new things and creating new companies. You know, you just keep learning and learning as you go. Amazing. So that being said, let's come back to that. But I want to rewind to the start of your journey, because when I first met you, I, me, you and Shay, or you came over to yeah. um, my place in Miami and <laughs> I did your makeup oh for a little photo shoot that the three of us were doing together. What and, photo um, shoot so was that? You were modeling. Honestly, I don't know if it was just some pictures that we were just doing like a fun creative collab or if it was for like a specific brand that, you know, we were doing content for. I can't remember I specifically know. what it was, but you came no, over and yeah. And then I remember just meeting you and you were like dating a guy at the time. And I remember you telling us about the experience, about what a jerk he was. <laughs> and, um, you know, oh, and yeah, then we was like went out and, yeah. But anyways, that's right. When I met you, you were just modeling and now you've literally took, I don't know what it took you to get to the point to where you are, or what prompted this, but that's kind of what I wanted to know. So like how you pivoted or how you, what led you into what you are currently doing or let's just get up to the certified coaching health coaching yeah or I mean so for modeling I mean I've been modeling now for 
I think 14 years being originally from Canada and then coming into the U S and just like jumping into a different market. Um, and of course modeling is the modeling industry and it's all about, you know, being your best self every day, whether it be on the inside or the outside. And I think that's what led me to health coaching because being in such a cutthroat industry, realizing that there's so much more that goes into being healthy than just like how you look and where, how much you go to the gym and what you eat. And actually in 2017, um, around the time that we met, is when I enrolled in IIN, which is the Institute of Integrative Nutrition. And that's out of New York. It's like an online school to become a health coach. And I kind of signed up in a time of uncertainty, of feeling like really lost within myself, to be honest. I knew I wanted to do something else and I was kind of very bored in Miami. I, I always loved health and wellness, but I was kind of very bored in Miami dating hence jerk at the time. Mm -hmm. And I was looking for something else. And I came across IAN and I enrolled in the school. And I think that's really where it started. And it just kind of led me down a different path. And I graduated after that program after a year. And then following that, I did their um, extended education education certificates in gut health. I did their one in women's hormones. I then went on to get certified in meditation and breath work. So I'm also a meditation and breath work teacher. And yeah, and and that leads me to the collective ritual. And then I started the collective ritual with Haley. And now my recent endeavor, my supplement company. Amazing. I love all that. And it's been really cool to watch, you know, I haven't seen you in like a few years, probably since like COVID or maybe during COVID we had a shoot, but the last time was at the beach in Palm beach when it was just me, you and Shay again. And we did the one with the sand all over. Oh yes. You and we were walking around. Yes. Yes. But anyways, I haven't seen you in a while. I'm just watching you evolve from that place where you were kind of feeling lost. I That's when I met you. I, re- I remember having these conversations with you when you were just like, yeah, like, I don't really like, I like modeling. I, I just, you, you were looking for something more, something I think more to feed you internally or give you more purpose or give you more fulfillment. And it's amazing to watch that all unfold. Yeah. So, I mean, I've been modeling for so long. And I think at that point I was even modeling for I mean, almost 10 years at that point still. So that was still a significant amount of time. And I think it just became so much of my identity. And I think that's a really, a really tough thing nowadays is that we, we stick ourselves in these, like, I think like categories and pigeonholes of identities of like how long we have associated ourselves with a certain career or status, whether it be like a model, like I am a model. And for so long, I felt like it was really hard for me to I guess, shed that identity because I felt so, so attached to it. And it almost felt like, like you were saying, like it almost felt like my form of validation. Like I needed to continue that because that was my identity when it did not feel like my authentic self. Like I knew that there was more that I wanted to do with my life and it just took switching things up and I guess trying something new in order to discover what that was. And not to discredit or discount, because I think a lot of people feel this way. And we are coming out of a time where it was very cut, like cut and dry, black and white. Like you have a career, that's what you stick with. That's your identity. That's it. And then you stay in that for the rest of your life sometimes. And I think now it's even 
especially with social media and, and just the opportunities that people have to be able to expand and move into new things and learn new things without necessarily having to go to school or like it's easier to learn new skills and to try new things without it being do or fail and, and then and it's over. So it's interesting talking about this too, because it gives people almost like, like you're like the lighthouse, right? That you're showing people what's possible and being an expansive example for things that are possible for people's life. And I really think that's cool. Yeah. And I think that, well, one of the things we talk about with the collective ritual as well, you know, like a lot of people are always searching for their purpose. You know, everyone wants to know what their purpose is. And I think that sharing that you know, that light or that expansiveness to other people and showing them that like, don't be scared to fail, try a million different things. And if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. Nobody cares that much. At the end of the day, you're probably doing 10 times more than the other person because half of the people are, are too scared to try something new. So if you're already taking that step and just like learning a new course, learning a new skill or, or whatever it may be, you're going to be learning in the process whether it works out or not. So you might find something else new about yourself that you didn't know you liked before. And the stigma of there's two things in that as well that I heard that you're saying, as well as you have to, in order to find your purpose and your passion, you have to try new things. You have to try things like it's not just going to drop into your lap and all of a sudden you're going to know it's like through the, through like a step, you know, taking that first step towards something that is interesting to you or something that is pulling you inside, like that little nudge that you keep feeling like, oh, maybe I should try this. And then people get so attached to self-image. And, and, and I'm sure you know, but I'm getting my master's in psychology right now, which is absolute hell. <laughs> it's so hard. But one of my classes right now is um, personality and social psychology. And we talk a lot and have been talking, you know, the past few months pretty much about what is identity like like who are we what makes what makes your personality what influences um you and all the different ways that these attachments to who you think you are can manifest from so many different influences whether it's socially your culture where you live and then your parents and your friends and things that you identify with or claim that you know this is who I am, it's always changing too. I mean, there's a core, you know, essence of who you are, but then it's like, if people just realize like it, do it doesn't matter because you can change your identity and change what, you what your self-image and self-perception is and who you are, it's okay to change that and evolve into all different kinds of versions of yourself. And I think, again, this is just like Chelsea, that was Chelsea six years ago. And this is Chelsea now, you know, a different person, that version of you almost it, it, the memory of her exists, but she doesn't exist anymore. Like the Chelsea now is like the reality of who Chelsea is. Yeah. Like you were saying, I mean, it takes work. It, it, it's not going to fall into your lap and, and becoming a new version of yourself is a lot of work. And, and it's not just like as simple as a decision. I mean, there's a lot of inner work to be done too. I think I didn't just overnight be like, okay, I'm going to go from this to this. You know, I started practicing so many, so much mindfulness, whether it be meditation, shadow work, inner child, journaling, 
getting in touch with like my authentic self and just like quieting all the noise. And I think that's also super powerful in finding your purpose is like starting a spiritual practice can really help, I guess, clear the noise and and help you get a little bit more clear on who it is you want to be. Yeah. And and that will like drown out all the other voices because I think when you don't have that level um, of self-awareness and consciousness, the the voices of the, ex- the external voices of everyone else telling you who you should be or almost like you because of what you're what you're focusing your attention on outside of yourself will that voice will be louder than your own voice and taking the time to quiet yeah like you said quiet everything else and drown everything else so you can peel back the layers and uncover who it is <laughs> that you are and what yeah. you you know that inner voice is telling you to do Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think it ties into, you know, the higher, the higher self. Right. And like, I don't know if you ever like work on like your higher self and like who she is. And when I started learning about the higher self, that's when I kind of like started like imagining who she was, what did she do? How does she carry herself? You know, what was her love life? Like what career did she have? What does she dress like? Like all of the things. And it wasn't an overnight thing for sure, but you know, I actually had a little aha moment yesterday, just like realizing where I am now versus where I was. And, you know, just like a little proud moment because like you can get yourself there. Like you can change your life if you want to. It it just, you know, it takes time and and you just have to set the intention and everything else will fall into place, honestly. I love that you said that. So maybe in spiritual work, there could be so many different versions of what people say inner child work is, or, you know, there's a psychological perspective, there's a spiritual and like so many people have different definitions. So when you, because this worked, you know, for you to almost do, it sounds like a visualization or almost like who you want to step into, like the role that you want to step into the energetic that you want to inhabit, like going forward in the future, maybe can you just um, explain a little bit more about that without, you know, if this is part of your program, I don't want to be giving your secrets away. But can we can you just um, just so the listeners have a little bit of an idea of exactly exactly what you mean in case they have never heard of this before? Yeah. Well, I think it's important to first look at like, do like a self-analysis and like see where you're at currently in your life. What do you dislike? What do you like? And then when it talks about inner child and shadow work, I mean, you can go down a rabbit hole of workshops and it can get really, I mean, shadow work and inner child can get really emotional. It can get really dark. It can get really deep um, and also open up a lot of things that you didn't know you had. But I think like a great place to start if you were just trying to, whether it be up-level your life, step into a new version of yourself is look at where you are now. Do like a little self-audit, you know, and then maybe start to pick apart some reoccurring habits that keep coming up in your life that make you feel stuck, whether it be a personality trait or like something that you're doing to self-sabotage yourself. Like that's what I found I was doing, whether it be a money mindset. So I tracked back to my inner child and I was like, where did this mindset come from? Where did this lack mentality come from? You know, and it went back to, you know, I have divorced parents and I grew up a lot of around a lot of that talk of we don't have enough, like you put that back or, you know, kind of like order the least expensive thing on the menu, you know, like things like that, that 
I didn't realize that to this day I was carrying with me and I would still do. And when I started diving into that and just started journaling about it, I think that's the most powerful. Just write it down. As soon as you get it out on paper, you can kind of see it, realize either how silly it is or how much you have to work through. And then once you kind of just start journaling on that, you can start putting into play who it is you want to be and how is her money mindset? How is her self-image and how does she portray herself? And I think, of course, it's not an overnight success because I still have a lot of patterns that come up for me around whether it be insecurity or shadows and personality traits that I feel like I've tried to suppress over the years. But I do think that journaling is the number one number one most helpful thing when it comes to stepping into your higher self, your future self, and the version of you that you ultimately want to manifest. I could not agree more with everything that you're saying. And something I wanted to um, come back to that you just said is the different levels. So even, <laughs> let me just tell you about <laughs> something about me. So my, I'm also from divorced parents, right? So there's a lot that comes with that and everyone's experience is different. Mine was not the best either. Like my parents fought my whole life and the same thing, like very different mm -hmm. economically upbringings between the two fa families with my parents. And so there's a lot, there was a lot of work that I had to do around abundance mindset too, just in general in life. Mm -hmm. And then that comes down to your beliefs about yourself, about love, like your own worth, like what you're worthy of receiving and having in life. And when you said that you go deeper and deeper with with each topic, like, oh, okay, so money around this, and it might, and it might translate into other areas of your life. There's also different layers to each different pattern, like our, our negative self-belief that you have. So you might think this is my experience. I've thought, oh my gosh, I've worked this, through this thing, blah, 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 blah. And then something else comes up and you're like, well, shit, I thought I already dealt with this. Like, why is this happening again? Or, and it's just, you realize that you have to, you know, being gentle with yourself too and realizing that it's it's not like, hey, I'm tick, tick, money's great. I'm good with money now, you know, I'm abundance check. It's like, it will always continue to be un unveiling deeper and deeper layers to this because it will show up in different areas of your life and reflect back to you like, oh, this is still linked back to this. I've This is something that's showing me this pattern again. Yeah. And I think that there's this really um, amazing practice that you can do. And when it, when it comes to seeing recurring themes come up in your life, I actually do this practice with my therapist. It's called parts meditation. Um, I don't know if maybe you would learn about it in psychology. Basically, it's about going back to these parts of you that are making you feel stuck. So for example, I'll share a little bit about mine. Like I have this version of myself that is like, I still remember it. She pops up all the time and she makes me feel, she's the version of me that makes me feel really small. Okay. She's the version of me that is basically, if you were to compare it, my lowest self, the version of me that I was at the certain time of my life that I like kind of look back at and I'm like, Oh, like I cringe a little bit because I'm like, wow, like I was not, that was not who I am today. And it just makes me feel a little like uneasy. And we would go back and like visit her and find out kind of the reasons why she's keeping me current self small. 
And it's not because, you know, I am still that version of me because it's been years. I've grown. I've done all the work. If I were to look at who I am today, I'm clearly not that person anymore. But she tries to make you feel small because she tries to keep you from getting into that situation again. Safe. Right? Yeah. She wants to make you feel safe. And, you know, she's she's holding on. She's like, no, don't do it. You like, you know. So instead of instead of burying these parts of us and trying to kill them off and trying to avoid them and like be embarrassed about them, it's more or less like I went back and brought her into where I am now, told her like, no, no, I, I'm okay. You're safe. Like you're safe and it's okay for us to flourish now. Right. And like, and also like acknowledging that part of you is like, that is a part of your journey. And, and that has made you who you are today, because I think just like pushing those away and then having them come back up all the time, like you were saying, is it, it doesn't work. And like, you can't work through, you can't work through those things. So I think just like recognizing them as part of your past, but it not being part of your present story is, is, is the difference. Yeah, that, it, it, and I've, I have two therapists <laughs> and I've done a lot of like <laughs> that inner child work on that as well. Yeah. And it's, it's the parts of yourself that you've self abandoned and that's, and it, and it creates shame around this version of yourself, yourself. And like, you leave that that part of yourself in the past because, and you're, and it's like fragmented parts of yourself almost where it's like this little part of me, it, I didn't want to deal with her at the time. And I wanted to pretend she doesn't exist, but that's still part of you. So to like fragment yourself and leave yourself behind, like you said, it's not going to work because you're, you're leaving pieces of yourself behind and then you go into the future still not being whole. So it's kind of like, well, no, actually I'm still here. You know, (laughs) I'm still here. Hello, Chelsea or Rachel. I'm still here. Look at me. You know, they'll come pop back up and try to get your attention, but it is a part of yourself at that time that you didn't have the, either the coping skills or the emotional capacity to process whatever pain you were going through at that time. So it just got stuck almost, you know, and yeah. And I think having compassion for yourself is really important, you know, like having compassion for that part of you, because up until, I mean, it took, I think only up until recently have I become more and more accepting of, you know, my path and where, where I've come from and how far I've come from and who I used to be. And I don't think that version of myself, you know, from an old, from a perspective of thinking, oh, that version of myself is so shameful. But at the same time, like, no, like we were learning. We didn't know what we were doing. Now we do. And that's okay because we're all just trying to figure it out. And sometimes we're going to take a little longer than other people. Maybe some people figure it out faster, but that's all the beauty of our own personal journeys. Exactly. I love that so much. And like, it's so important. And I, and I know from what you're saying that this is true for you too, but just even not that I'm like telling everyone, Hey guys, go to therapy, but through therapy and just <laughs> learning about these parts of, of myself that you don't realize the, it's almost like you resent parts of yourself or you are shame. It, there's so much shame. Like shame is like a number one killer of your growth and your ability to, to, to accept yourself because it's like you're your own worst critic and you'll criticize and criticize that part of yourself or just pretend, start not wanting to look at it again. And yeah, it's, 
it's super helpful through therapy to be able to recognize these things or doing rituals like the collective ritual where you're able to bring awareness to this and just, and, and it is an emotional process. Like you said before, it's not easy. Like cry it out, girl, feel your emotions and let it out and mm-hmm. move forward because that's the, there's, there's only one way to get from where you are to where you want to be. And that's like through the, the stuff that's holding through you through the shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think also if you're going to do therapy and you are interested, I mean, I'm not a therapist and you're studying psychology, I'm but not a therapist. I think that starting <laughs> I think that starting with self-work and diving into that stuff yourself so that you become a little bit more aware of these things and then going into therapy you can I think you have like a 10 times better success rate because you're already kind of like understanding the patterns and what to look for. And like, you're like, Oh, like, okay, this is something I know I need to work, work on now because you might have no idea what's blocking you or what's keeping you stuck because you haven't kind of like dove into yourself a little bit. So I think if you're one of those people that really want to like expands your self-development, then just sit down with a pen and paper and start writing and you'll be amazed. (laughs) And so well said, because it sounds like that's your journey. And it was definitely mine where I got to a point where I've been doing spiritual practices. I've been meditating. I've been reading all the books on self-development, personal growth, um, spirituality for like 10 years, 11 years. And I had tried to go to a therapist in the past and I didn't feel like it was help. Like I went to a few sessions and I'm like, I just don't feel like this is doing anything for me. And it wasn't until you know, everybody's journey is different. And the timing is always, it it happens like the teacher appears when the student is ready. And I think up until a few years ago, when I started going to therapy and I found a therapist and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm aligned. And I'm so aware that when I came to her, I said, listen, I keep experiencing this pattern in relationships with unavailable men, and I don't want to do this anymore. So can you, you know, help me through this? And then, or I'm experiencing this in life. Can we talk about this? And it, it was, it, it's been a successful process for me with that therapist and the therapist I see now to just be able to actually make the progress or get the most out of my therapy sessions, you know? So I love that you just described it that way. That was perfect. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. And I, I think that like, nobody should be scared of therapy. Like you don't have to have issues to go to therapy. I think it can also be like a really great avenue for you to talk to someone and help develop your passions and the good things in your life. And you never know what could come of it. Yeah. And it's, um, we were, so again, in I, on my Wednesday class, we were just talking about something that it's like, sometimes you don't want to talk to the people or the people that are closest to you have an emotional investment in you. So it's almost better to talk to somebody who doesn't have that emotional investment in you and is not going to give you their opinions of what they think you should be doing with your life because sometimes you just, that's not what you need to hear and that's not the kind of help that you need. So going to like, or taking a, a the collective ritual program is something that's like detached from your core group of people that will have an emotional bias when they're giving you advice, you know, or trying to help you or looking for, for, you know, what your next step from those people around you. Yeah. And I think a lot of people could look for answers outside of themselves because that's just what we're so used to. Even like the school curriculum growing up, like everything is like outside of us. Nobody really teaches us how to like dive in and find the answers ourselves. And 
I think that, you know, when we started the collective ritual, that was kind of the goal because Haley and I, my business partner and best friend realized that we were just finding so much success in the inner practices. We were feeling like our best self, talking to one another about all of these practices daily. And we were just having like feeling, we were just feeling really, really good. And we're just like, wow, like these need to be available to everybody. Like every girl, everyone needs to know about these kind of practices that you can do on your own. And you can find the answers yourself because truly you have everything within you to show up as your best self, find the answers, manifest your dream life and just start living the way you want to live. It's just, you know, it's an inner practice and it takes getting a little uncomfortable, but over time, I think it's, it can be a really beautiful, beautiful journey. Yeah. The rewards are, um, you know, outweigh the, the downside of the temporary emotions that you have to pursue, uh, press. Yeah. So I don't know if you would want to talk about this, but one question I always get from people is because I talk about this. So going back to, you know, the time when I met you, one thing that Mm -hmm. really was impactful for me during like whatever we were talking about at the time was if you're in a place where you're seeking validation outside of yourself and you are, you'll, you'll most likely compare yourself to other people um, more than looking for those answers within yourself. You'll start looking outside to compare Mm -hmm. like what this person's doing, what that person's doing. And I think through being a makeup artist and working with so many models, there's this perception that because women are beautiful, they are making money being a model that, you know, you're thin and life must be so easy for you. And like men just really must just throw themselves at you and you must have no problems. And when you had told me about your struggles in your relationship, it was one of those moments that like I had heard it before a few times, but that one I remember as well when you were like, oh, this guy's a jerk. When you told me this, I'm just like, okay, wow, she's so, again, the image, you would think, wow, this girl probably knows how to just, you know, or, or doesn't have the same problems that I have. And it's, women ask me now, so, because I have said this before, like I've, you know, I had told girls, listen, we're all the same. And part of the reason why I wanted to start this podcast and why I started doing, I was doing mindset coaching a bit and just really started telling my clients and people I was working with about, again, like you said, inner practices and the work that I was doing on myself, they would be like, well, these girls that are models are so pretty. We want to hear like the stories and and people ask me now on the podcast about your struggles that are relatable to everybody. It's not just because you're a model and you have a more glamorous career than most people that you don't still struggle with things that other people do. So is there anything in that realm that you would be able to share? I think that a a big thing for me, and I think a big thing for everyone, I think that whatever stage you are at in your life, emotionally, especially emotionally, you are going to attract. You know, when you start showing up as the version of you that you want to be, you're going to attract that equivalent energetic level of another human being. You know, so if you are in a state of your life where you're like really vibrating at a low frequency, you're not feeling your best, maybe you're maybe you're partying a lot, maybe you are not taking care of yourself the best, you're not going to the gym, you're not practicing journaling and meditation, like you're really outside of yourself, right? You're kind of just floating through life. A lot of the times you're going to meet a man that is also just floating through life because that is your energetic equivalent. 
So if mm -hmm. I think of the guys that I met at the certain times in my life and the guys that I've dated, it makes sense. Like it really makes sense because like that guy that you're talking about, the jerk, I was not feeling my best. I was not the highest version of myself for sure. And that was my equivalent, this low vibrational jerk that I met. And even before that, and before that, I, I dated a promoter at one point, I've been there. And, you know, it's not not my proudest moments, but that is okay. Because, and so now, you know, there's a lot of girlfriends I have that whether they have problems with guys or problems meeting guys, I always say, like, just show up as the male version you want to attract. You know, like if, if you're going to be, if you're going to be like going out to the club and that's what you love to do, like that is totally okay. But that's probably going to be the type of guy you're going to attract, you know? And mm -hmm. it, it's just, it's just scientific energy. I think like for me, when I was ready for that partner, I am now engaged to my fiance and it was at a time in my life where I was really trying to just like become this better version of myself, like separating myself from the noise, like the industry and like getting out of all of that, that crowd, getting out of LA and, and he was there and, and, and yeah, he's amazing. So, you know, and we've really grown together as a couple too, you know, bettering each other over the time. It's been like four years or four and a half years. And I think that, I think that like showing up as the opposite version and that you want to attract is just is really powerful. So I don't know if you've seen that before. No, I totally agree and totally agree with like your energetic vibration. You're going to attract what you are and what you, the vibration that you hold within is going to be the only level that you can attract. You can't attract something up here when you're down here. <laughs> so I love that you just exactly. said it and put it in that context. That's great. So ladies, if you're wondering why you're, you're, <laughs> things aren't working out the way that you want to start looking within and start self-reflecting because that's how it's going to change. Yeah. Like if you're avoiding yourself or you're avoiding your own problems, you're probably mm -hmm. going to meet someone that's going to be avoidant, mm -hmm. you know? And, and it's totally easier said than done. I think, I think it's like, you know, once you're in it and you're in the thick of it and you're love bombed or you're dating a narcissist or something that comes into your life it can be it can be sticky and it can be a, a tough situation and i'm no dating coach but i think that that i think that that holds a lot of power no i think that's extremely powerful and it's interesting so i told you i'm seeing a therapist right now that we really work on energetics like that is our main theme that we talk and talk about a lot and right now i'm learning how to have healthier relationships with people in gener general like it's been you know a lifelong process creating boundaries with family creating boundaries with friends with partners or ex-boyfriends and through that she is always telling me like we in my session this week we talked about embodying the energy of she she relates it to goddesses and and, and not in a way that you know that. yes and not in a way that's um that. same uh not in a way that like a lot of these people in a more authentic way than what is talked about sometimes where it's like just think of kali or I don't know who else, Aphrodite. And if you want to attract more love and it's like you embody what that goddess is and you can project whatever it is that you want to be onto that goddess and almost like, you know, take a deep breath and really feel into the energy of 
that uh, that goddess or that whatever it is that you want to embody and just start living your life in that place so that when you're communicating with people, especially, you know, in relationships or whether it be in your business, you can say the difference of being nagging and you saying, oh, well, I don't want you to do this. Or why don't you spend more time with me? Or why don't you do this? It's more like you become this energetic that is attracting things to you that want to be there. And it just changes the energy behind the intention. And so when you do that, it's like guys will, or, you know, opportunities will just show up and be more, it's more of an attracting abundant energy than coming from a lack. So that's anyways, communicating in relationships and learning how to um, be better about that. And the energy that I'm carrying and bringing forth is like a practice that I'm starting to really start to integrate because we get distracted with school. And and I honestly, to be fair, have not been doing a lot of my spiritual or my own rituals that have been really helpful for me because I've been so in my head with school and this degree that I'm pursuing is very scientific. So this conversation has been really helpful, again, to remind me of why I'm feeling a little bit disconnected right now at the moment. Yeah. And I think the goddess energy is such a cool thing. I actually talked about it before with a therapist as well. He was kind of like a life coach therapist. And he said that because it was a, I was in a point of very like self-doubt, like always like always questioning and always like stuck between a rock and a hard place. Like, what do I do? I don't know what to do. I, I found myself always faced with these tough decisions when it came to my career. And I would get myself in a lack mentality. Like if I did this decision, I was going, these were going to be all the repercussions and blah, blah, blah. But if I did this one and he just said, listen, you're a goddess, like whether you're Cleopatra or whoever you were saying, do you think she worries about these things? Like, do you think she's like worried about like, oh, like she says no to this, that there's not going to be another one that comes around. No, she's Cleopatra. Mm -hmm. She doesn't give a shit and she doesn't care. You know, so then getting yourself in that kind of like mind space of just like being like really whole and content in who you are and the decisions you make, like successful people make decisions, you know, that's a Mm -hmm. huge thing. Like they're sure about decisions and just embodying that goddess energy, I think is uh, super, super important. And, And I try to do that daily, but you know. How does channeling goddess energy and doing all this internal work and doing these internal practices daily. How has that helped you in your business? Because I know you just started a new supplement company as well. And I would love to hear all about that. I know it focuses on the gut. So let's tell me all about that. Yeah. So I just started, I just launched about a month ago or so around the end of October, which has been super rewarding. I mean, I've been working on it for about over a year and a half. So finally bringing that to fruition has been amazing. It's called Sarah and Mattina and it, it, in Italian means morning and evening. Um, so, I mean, I'm not Italian, but my fiance is Italian and I'm very inspired by just the European culture, which promotes this effortlessly healthy way of life over there. And I'm sure if you've been to Italy or you've been to Europe and oh, you, you're in Europe now, you just know that the the health and wellness culture over there, it's not so 
strict as it is in America. On every corner in the US, there's a Barry's boot camp. There's a, a juice shop. It's just, it's very like a biohacking center. And I think that in Europe, it just goes back to the basics, the simplicity of like nourishing your body with good food, walking, good company, laughing, having like, you know, just a really fulfilling life with the basics. And that is the emotion that I want Sarah Matina to evoke with everyone and all of my customers and the community. So the AM supplement is called Glow With Your Gut. It's a symbiotic blend for glowing skin and gut health. And then we have a PM, which is for digestion, sleep, and stress levels. So it's really going to help balance those cortisol levels when you wake up in the morning to wake up in a more restful state. When I started creating Sarah Matina, a really important aspect for me was the transparency and the vulnerability that we were going to display within the company with each and every one of our customers and community. I wanted it to be something that I would actually take myself and I hold myself to extremely high standards when it comes to health and wellness products and what's in them and where they come from, the testing that they've undergone. So that is something that I made sure my product had. And I think that's why it took so long because I just wanted that quality to be the best that it could possibly be. So we're clinically studied, certified organic and third-party tested. So I'm super proud and I need to get you some. I think you'd love it. I am so proud of you, Chelsea. And it sounds amazing right up my alley. I am always looking for ways to improve my gut because I've always had issues with my gut. So this sounds perfect. I will definitely order some when I come home next week and get it before I leave. I wish we were shipping to the, to to Europe right now because we're not, but we will be, I hope in the near future. But, and I think like relating back to when you were saying, you know, all these inner practices, I think you could probably relate with like starting your podcast and business in general, that there's always going to be hurdles that you face and self-limiting beliefs that kind of jump in and make you think, you know, I don't have what it takes or it's going to be a lot harder than I think. And, you know, I think that is also something to be really proud of when starting a company and getting it off the ground, because you really do have to work through a lot of inner work to, to get to that point. So. I love that. And what are some of the things that you've had to overcome? Because I find that so interesting and definitely relatable in all areas of my life. I can't tell you how many times I've talked myself out of doing stuff. So just what, like, I'm, I'm very interested too in the process of creating a supplement, like how, what were the biggest wins for you in doing this or how, how was the process for you in general? So Creating the supplement itself, the biggest issue for me was that I really wanted to be like the highest quality possible. And the supplement market is not that clean. Like there's a ton of supplements that we probably take on a daily basis and ones that I was taking on a daily basis that we take because we think they're trusted, the marketing's good or an influencer or someone we know is promoting it, right? But then when you get down to actually what's inside of these supplements and what we're taking on a daily basis, for example, a very common binder and filler that they add to a lot of supplements is called microchrysalis cellulose. And it's made out of wood pulp, for example, which is an extreme gut disruptor. We're putting it into all of our probiotics or our supplements that are for gut health. And it just feels very counterintuitive. And then as far as testing goes, they can be loaded with heavy metals, mold, toxins, yeast, all of the above. 
unless they go through certain, undergo certain testing in certain facilities. It can be the facility that they're being made, or it can be a third party, which is I, what I wanted to do, just to make sure that you get that the other set of eyes on it, you know, because there's different places with different expertise. So that was definitely my hardest, the hardest point in creating the supplement itself. I think in the mindset for me, the hardest part would be, you know, as much as I have the schooling and as much as I know what I'm talking about and I've learned it over and over and over again, you always, I just always felt like maybe I'm not smart enough. Maybe I'm not good enough to create something that people are going to ingest on the daily basis because it's like it's a feels like a pretty crazy concept to be like here take this this is going to help you so in the first half of like creating it I was definitely trying to talk myself out of it like you know the market's saturated or you need to go back to school or just all of these things on all of this noise and you know coming back to all the mindfulness practices that we were talking about I think have really helped and talking to my therapist and just really going for it because at the end of the day, we don't have anything to lose. We're doing, we're doing more than half of the other people out there. So yeah, just by taking that first step or, or trying taking it. Taking the first step. Yeah. I love that, Chelsea. It's so inspiring. And so listeners, if anyone out there is talking themselves out of pursuing a dream, you just heard it straight out of Chelsea's mouth that keep persevering and pushing through your fears because on the other side of that, you can look back and, you know, realize, oh, you know, it really wasn't that bad. And, you know, you could be proud of yourself when you yeah, reflect on all the hurdles that you overcame. You know, a lot of the time it's just all in your head when you're trying to pursue something. You're going to have that little voice inside of you. And that's just to keep you safe, like we were talking about, right? Because mm -hmm. on the other side of on the other side of a dream, on the other side of a career you're pursuing is a completely different life, you know, and it just opens up a million other doors. So it can be scary. And I think that's just where the voice comes from. I love that. And then the intention behind your brand too, I actually was aware of fillers and just things when they're produced in um, other countries. There's a lot of supplements made in China with like heavy me metals and yeah. ingredients that aren't, you cannot possibly regulate what they're putting into these supplements. So I am so excited to try this because, you know, most people have an issue with yeast or mold in their gut too. And the fact that you could be taking a supplement that's making it worse while you, when you think it's taking it, uh, making it better is just really Un unnerving. So I'm so happy to try yours. Yeah. I mean, it can be like a very, it can be a very confusing market to jump into. I think the, even taking supplements as a consumer, there's so many out there and there's so many ads and there's so many amazing products that are put on the market daily that say they do this and say they do that. So really the goal of mine when creating Sarah Matina was to just simplify your wellness routine. Simple. We already have so many things to do in our morning routine and our evening routine. I feel like we're trying to do it all right when it comes to wellness and self-care and mindfulness. So making it simple and creating multifunctional supplements that you can trust. You take two in the morning, you take two in the evening and you know, you're taking care of your gut, your skin, your sleep, and just all around wellness. Well, perfect. Thank you, Chelsea. And by the way, your skin is absolutely Ugh. beautiful and glowing. I meant to tell you that the other day too. I every time I see you, you're just oh, like, thank you. Your skin is amazing. So you're doing something. You're oh, doing is really thank working. You. And so, if is there anything else that you wanted to share before we wrap up? No. 
I think we had a really great conversation and I think it was very, I mean, it was well-rounded and I think we covered a lot of bases. So yeah, it was great speaking with you. So great speaking to you. And then Chelsea, so if someone wants to find you, where should they look? Um, all your social handles and everything. Yeah, find so you? I'm on Instagram um, at Chelsea May, C-H-E-L-C-I-E-M-A-Y. And then if they wanted to check out the supplements, Sarah Matina is spelled S-E-R-A and M-A-T-T-I-N-A and at sarahmatina.com. <laughs> and I like to just ask my guests, what is something that you think is an inner beauty code of yours or a strength that is innate to you that other people might find inspiring if they're looking for that inner inspiration? An inner beauty code. I can tell you what that means again if you need me to. Yes. Tell me what it means again. (laughs) The whole concept behind inner beauty code is that we all have, it's back, it links back to comparison and and looking for validation outside of yourself, right? You're where people can get stuck comparing themselves to other people, which again can prevent them from pursuing their dreams. And I believe that everybody has a uniqueness and a unique code within them of strengths or things that are just come natural to them. Or, you know, when you, people say, you know, when you walk into a room, you light up the room, things like that, perseverance, self-belief, whatever it is that you think has helped shape who you are, you know, over your journey, basically. Actually, something comes to mind when you, when you say that. So I think really being true to who you are and, and as cheesy as it is, like never dimming your sparkle. So a lot of the time I feel like society, friends, or people around you can influence us to act a certain way or be somebody we're not because we think that is what it takes to be successful or do what that person is doing. So I think a lot of the time we kind of change our persona and try to take on this other person's like persona essentially. And when you were saying that, something that came to me was when I was in high school, there was a group of girls. I remember I was like, dancing around the hall. I was like an energetic kid all through elementary school to high school, dancing through the halls, theater, singing. And I was just like super out there. And I remember these girls told me that you have to stop, you have to stop being so like out there, like with people don't, aren't going to hang out with us if you do that. And I, it stuck with me for so long to basically like just stop, stop being who I was, right? Like sit back and be like a little more calm because that's just not who I was. And I remember that stuck with me for a really, really, really long time until I started doing the work and realizing that that was my strength. You know, that's what made me different. And that was my sparkle. And I think that since I got that back and I didn't feel like I had to like dim that for anyone else to make them feel more comfortable is when I started to shine. So, yeah. Chelsea, that is beautiful. I completely resonate with that (laughs) myself being you know, similar energy. And I love that for you. You know, that's amazing. So guys, don't ever dim your light for anyone else. And it's funny that you, you say, said it like that, because I think a lot of women, um, and even people that I've interviewed say the same thing. People want to tell you how to fit into the box instead of letting you shine for who you are. And it's so debilitating. So I'm, happy to hear you say that again, Chelsea, and congrats on everything that you've achieved and all 
the things that are happening in your life. It's great to watch. I love watching that and I'm so proud of you. And thank you so much for being a guest today. Thank you so much for having me. I loved this. Loved it so much. Good. All right, Chelsea. We'll see you soon. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you got some valuable takeaways from this episode. Info will be in the show notes, but the Inner Beauty Code podcast is available on all major listening platforms. Don't forget to follow and subscribe so you never miss an episode.